Welcome to Talking Digital Industries, the podcast for technologies and trends that drive industrial enterprises. I'm your host, Alex Chavez. My guests today are Toby Hazelbook. He is the business developer at HalloKline, and Julian Boha. He is the lead for the Siemens program, Fastlane for Startups. We're going to be talking about technology-based collaboration between HalloKline and Siemens and the role startups play in the Siemens ecosystem. And Toby and Julian have promised to share some tips for startups that want to work with Siemens. Welcome to both of you. Hi. Hi. Nice to be here. To begin with, when you hear the word startup, what comes to mind for you? Toby, would you like to go first? Maybe a pragmatic way to work. So we are efficient, fast, thinking about new concepts, like new work. Looking at the Siemens perspective, we are a huge company. We need to improve our existing products, our existing processes, our portfolio. But at the same time, we need to be super fast in new technologies, new fields where we want to go. And it's essential for us to also work with those speedboats, which are startups. That's a nice picture, the speedboat. <laughs> Do you feel like HelloKline is a speedboat? Well, I, I think so. We have a lot of flexibility in our processes. We are 50 employees already and uh, are now six years in development of our software. We're based in Osnabrück. And what we are doing, uh, we developed an VR editor specifically when it comes to planning and optimizing production workspace. We are easy to use and even uh, somebody who has no expertise in industrial engineering or lean principles, etc., can use our software. So what our customers can do, they can dive into depth uh, of workplace itself. So only where one person is working or even building up a, a 3D version of their whole shop floor. So having a really a, more or less a digital twin of it. And uh, that's also the future, what we are doing. So our customers are building up those data um, and it's one element of their digital twin in the future. Julian, can you tell us a little bit more about how the HaloClient solution changes work for engineers? Before HaloClient, um, if you want to create a new workstation for a factory, you would get cardboards, for, like actual cardboards, um, create this workstation, build it up in a, in a room, uh, look if it works all from an ergonomic perspective, if it fits, if the frontline worker would then also be able to work properly with it, and then you would have to digitalize it. So you have a cardboard, imagine a cardboard sitting in a room, and then you test it, you evaluate it, then you have your final cardboard, so to say, your, so your final workstation, and then you would take photos of it, and then you would put it into CAD, so digitalize it. And this takes quite some time, it's cumbersome, adjusting it is not that easy, and what HaloClient does is basically all this on, in a virtual reality. So you have your virtual reality headset on and you can do it in this setup. Uh, and it's easier, it's faster. And what's also nice to add is that you get instant feedback on ergonomics. So if something is too far away, too heavy and stuff like this, HaloClient also gives you insights um, about ergonomics for the worker. Yeah. It helps a lot to the planning process itself. So when you want to have a much faster planning process, you you can implement HaloClient. And our customers are talking about that their cardboard engineering workshops are now four times faster than before. 
only because uh, you have much faster feedback loops. You can do it in one system and normally you have to uh, talk to different departments. You need different systems and those loops are very slow and we, we boost that one. It reduces the time it takes to set up those workstations. It's less cumbersome. It's faster to adjust. And it's also nice that you can do it basically from everywhere. So you save a lot of travel costs. Um, we have, for instance, a factory in China that's very similar to a European factory. You could create the same workstation in, let's say, um, Erlangen from your home office for a factory in China. So this would be possible without any traveling. So that's a big plus. So from an economic perspective, from a sustainability perspective, but also for the employees, because it's also fun to do the stuff. So uh, it has many benefits, I, I would say. Yeah. That's right. You can also look at it from the standpoint that there's less cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's true as well. Toby, for Hello Klein, what was it like working with Siemens? At the start, last year in September, we met for the first time. And since then, we came a very long way already. And uh, so it felt really smooth. And that's not a usual case uh, when, you, when you're working with a big company. You have big trouble to finding the right persons. Who do we want to speak with? That's a big question for startups. And what story do you tell them? And that's very time-consuming. And that's normally my job. And with uh, the program of Fastlane for Startups, we got that information on the table. And that's the best serving a startup can get. We'll be talking a little bit more about Fastlane for Startups later. But before we go there, I wanted to know from you, Julian, what is it like for Siemens working with Hallo Client with a relatively small company? It was actually smooth sailing like we had little resistance within the company so which is good we convinced our colleagues relatively fast and now the next big step is to roll it out to all the factories within siemens and let's hope that we get this done let's dive right into fast lane for startups we've already touched on it but why don't we go through this in a little bit more of an organized fashion for those of our listeners who don't know what it's about This is your chance for an elevator pitch. So elevator pitch of Fastlane for Startups would be, we are a program that helps startups to collaborate with Siemens. We do technology partnerships. So we have an active part in Fastlane for Startups where our internal colleagues say, okay, hey, we are looking for companies in this and that field. And then we worldwide scout the best companies with people sitting in Uh, the west coast of the USA, we have people sitting in Germany, we have people in China, and we also closely work uh, with the colleagues in Israel to really get the best uh, startups and then evaluate them, pilot them. And the other part, and this is the process Halo Client took, is our opportunistic approach. So we are constantly looking outside of Siemens what companies are in there. On fairs, we talk to accelerators, other companies, and then if we find an interesting company, We talk to our colleagues and ask, hey, what do you think about this and that company? Do you think it's interesting? And if they say yes, we then more or less go the same route. We evaluate the company deeper. We start a pilot. And if the pilot is successful, we work with them normally on a longer term. So this could be some kind of licensing agreement, could be that we basically are only customer of the company, but often we also do innovation with the startup. So really benefiting from their innovation spirit and innovation speed. Suppose we have some listeners from startups who might be interested in getting involved in this program. What would your advice be? 
So for Siemens, if you have an adjacent portfolio that fits our portfolio, feel free to approach us, drop us an email, give us a short pitch what you do, and then we can connect you. But the expectation management, it doesn't work out for all the startups. So we get a lot of applications, but we also look through them. So be open and connect yourself to Siemens. Toby, what would be your advice to startups when they're looking to work with a big company like Siemens? For Siemens, it's pretty simple because they have the commitment of the project teams and they have a very good innovation process. Um, but uh, those don't have all big companies. Uh, that's that's a bit uh, the problem. So you really have to find the right person to speak with. And when I would give a tip to a startup, be careful who you work with and you you invest your time in. Because if they don't have a bit of a flexibility in their budget, so helping out the project teams or having the commitment of management and the project teams, then uh, then it's difficult because you're always having a bit of an attend end and, and you don't want that a innovation process has so many proof of concepts on their project teams that they are a bit filled up with it and don't want to work with you. We call that death by POC, so death by <laughs> proof of concept. So yeah, startup that's... does so many proof of concepts they, where they don't get money from, but it costs time. And then in the end, the startup fails because they try to please too many people. But we, we only need to please the ones who have the money. <laughs> yeah, uh, we need to be fast in that one because uh, when when it took such a proof of concept phase or pilot phase or how you want to call it, um, and it took two or three years for a big company. Well, that's that's a really big spawn of time for a startup. So you really want to shorten that. But at the same time as uh, Siemens, you really want to bring that the proof of concept numbers down so that your project teams can work. And that's what you guys managed? Basically, two speedboats? I hope so. Thank you, Toby and Julian, for joining me today. To our listeners, if you would like more information, go to the show notes where we have some links for you. This is Talking Digital Industries. My name is Alex Chavez. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing you again soon.